This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. How would you feel if they closed down all cinemas and stopped making films? Do you know, bizarrely, I've thought about that. I, that's actually gone through my head if for some reason they had a year where they just stopped making movies. There's no Netflix. They couldn't, you, could, like, you couldn't watch any films. There's nothing. Yeah, I think it would it would create a massive hole. Do you know what I found a lot of the time is that um, I'm sometimes more seduced by the hype and the movie news than actually watching the film. More and more, they're actually watching the film as like a secondary thing. There's none of that. It's gone. It's absolutely no, no one's talking about it because everyone's like, well, "There's no point." So Harrison Ford is just basically looking after milking his cows in his ranch yeah, for a year. What do you do? Would it? Would you feel empty? I think my my brain would just have to look for another hobby as soon as possible. Yeah, it would be very empty. My, Jogging? Oh, perhaps. Oh, I tried that during COVID and I nearly killed myself doing that. I, I did that um, one minute. Is it called? No, it's not a minute to the couch. One K, one K to the couch. One K to the couch. I think it's called one K to the couch. I did that. Couch to one K. Couch to one K. I think I did 0.5 of that K and I nearly killed myself. Um so I think I don't know. Would I go off? To, would I uh, wander to a shelf and bring out yeah. the book and dust off? What would you, you do know, on a Friday night? Get hammered. Probably. Get you know old Papa Sauce down the old throat. Hit old uh, knock on Jack Daniels's door and say, "Mistress Cinemas, divorce me." I think we're going to spend some time together, type of thing. <laughs> do you? Do you think you'd do that? Gosh. Imagine without cinema in my life, I, I turn to drink. I don't watch any films. We're doing a film pod. I hardly. God. Or maybe I'll be such a lost soul. I'll find myself just wandering around empty cinemas, just like do you know, like zombies who just find go back to um, supermarket would it, would it really malls when they're half you? dead. No, I think I find something else type of um, which isn't. The thing is, do, with these podcasts, I feel as though I need to give you a decent answer. No, but I think you don't um, have to give me anything. I think the reality is I would um, I'd probably just uh, start taking up um, catching Pokemons on my mobile phone. Oh. I mean, top of my head, Jeremy, not the, you know, the whole Pokemon thing. I've got someone I work with who's obsessed by catching Pokemons. He wants catching to... Pokemons. So basically, it's a mobile phone and it's augmented reality. So you wander, you wander around the streets of where you live and um, there's actual animated pokemons that live in your street but you can only see them through the mobile phone would there be some in my street yes there would be i wouldn't wouldn't. who's put them there um the actual computer game company so they've done like a virtual map of where you live and then you go around with your phone and you've got to try and catch them all i don't know if they'd be i don't know if they'd be in your actual street but they'd certainly be on your high street so you perhaps find pikachu behind a skip and you'd wander around and then, um, you know, maybe get a, a virtual What's net. What's podcast again? I know, I've lost it completely. It's <laughs> no, basically... No, that's <laughs> my... Wow. But it's, it's very much like, you know, maybe I'll get... Do you know, I try to get into video games. I try to branch out and um, get into video games and think, you know, that's the future. Cinemas perhaps hit its wall. And um, I had to sell my PS4. I just could not get my head around Call of Duty. It was just like I had PS- PTSD before I even started the game. Do you know of any derelict cinemas? I'm trying to think. 
Uh, yes, I do. Wow. There is a there's a derelict cinema in uh, Cosham where I watched oh. Gremlins Two and Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade, and um, it became a nest for heroin addicts. Um, and if you go on YouTube, yeah, you can see it now. YouTube. And they demolished f- it in 2011. Yes. And oh, it's it got became a nest. A nest for heroin addicts. A nest. I mean, that'd be quite a good um, name for a dra- an HBO drama, The Nest. And it's about these heroin junkies that hang out. Low budgets, all just sit in one environment. It's gone now, David. Did you watch anything in there, did you say? Oh, yes, I saw Dick Tracy, Gremlins 2, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, and uh, Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. I remember I used to always go with my brother with a massive pack of ginger nut biscuits that we'd share. David, inside the once popular Cardiff cinema, left abandoned for a decade, the cinema still had posters and a price list from 2001. Oh, good grief. There's a picture of it here. Pictures have revealed the inside of a once popular Cardiff cinema that was left abandoned for 10 years. What were the posters? Phantom Menace? Eyes wide shut. What 2001? What's worrying is that 2001 is said in a sort of haunting manner, like it was Dickensian. To me, that feels like yesterday. I guess it was two decades. Oh dear God! Adults four pound eighty reduced to three pounds seventy. Well, blimey, that's very pre-Netflix. There's a lot more than that. Posters here, David. Oh, what are they? Okay. This is in the abandoned cinema in Cardiff. Proof of Life. What's it called? Ruth of Life. Proof of oh, Life. Oh, Proof of Life. That, that's the um, Russell Crowe film written by to- Tony Gilroy. Hole. Oh, that's um, uh, Shia LaBeouf's first film before Transformers. That was his big um, sort of kids movie. Oh, no, it's not. It was Hole, that horror film that came out starring Thora Birch. Oh, that's a Thora Birch one she did after American Beauty. It was a flop. It was her trying to have a career after American Beauty. That obviously came out in 98, and that was a big Oscar film. There's a Robert Downey... There's, sorry, there's a Robert De Niro... I can't see the title. A Robert De Niro poster with um, Cuba Gooding. What would that one be? I'm trying to think that what that one would be with Cuba he was still sailing off the Joe Maguire success, wasn't he? That he plummeted afterwards. Oh, no. Oh, that was a military movie, wasn't it? Oh, yes, that was about an African-American soldier trying to go up the ranks. The cinema looks dusty and old and empty. Dear God, lost cinematic dreams. The cinematic dreams of yesterday. What would you do if you went in a derelict cinema? What would you do? I'd, I think I'd want to smack the screen and rip it up. Godness me. And say, you know, why I'd did you make me dream? Just slice it up. Get, and just like, like, like a sort of sex pistols kind of like... Almost um, like trying to enter the, the cinematic world, go through the hole, but it's nothing there. A bit like Last Action Hero, Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he goes into the... Um, have you seen that one? What's behind the screen? I tell you, I used to, to uh, hoover up behind many a screen. Uh, um, what? Oh, yes, I've worked in two cinemas. What, you hoovered behind the screen? Oh, yeah, you hoover up behind the screen, definitely. I tell you what, the worst um, cinema, Chichester Cineworld, I know exactly what's behind the IMAX screen, which is a fire exit door, because you can see the words fire exit behind the screen. So I'm watching what, during Batman. the film? Yeah in the bloody film so I'm, I'm watching swear. sorry keep my, excuse yeah, me French really I'm watching Batman and have found um, any rubber johnnies in the cinema no only opal fruit wrappers and empty popcorns nothing sexual I think I found a tampon but it still had its plastic container it hadn't been used type of thing you yeah, can't believe I can't believe you've been behind a cinema screen. Oh, yeah, regularly. You've got to hoover up around it for health and safety and stuff like that. There's nothing um, really there. But as I say, the one in Chichester, you've actually got the words fire exit that glow through the screen. And I mentioned it to the usher, and he just sort of shrugged his shoulders. It sort of, it it sort of upsets me that 
the world of that that movie isn't in that screen or behind it. You've been behind it and you're just hoovering. I know it's it's it, well, it's a bizarre black magic trick, isn't it? These these frames and lights that create this kind of um. Well, the thing is, the other thing is, it's not even film anymore. It should just be called data in the sense that it's not even film strips anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's just basically... Well, the thing is... Barry Norman, Data, 2000. I know, goodness me, bits and bytes, Barry Norman, digits. Because I went into a projection booth recently when um, the students were... um, uh, at my work were were being shown a film. And it wasn't even a projector, it was just um, like a a Blu-ray, DVD Blu-ray. Or they just type in a code and... um, it's downloaded the film like it's um, Apple, you know, iTunes, and they play it. So there's not something, it's and not similar to so. No, just stand there at a console, and a teenager just types in a code, and there you go, that's Avatar 2 for you. David, thank you so much. Not a problem, not a problem at all. We're living in a technological hell. We really are. I didn't realise it before we had this conversation. <laughs> Quite worrying. Have you got any movie news for us this week, David? I have got some movie news for you, okay? And it's about uh, the new James Bond. You look Bond. excited. You look yeah, excited. Because I think this is this could be very real. There's a lot of James Bond. Who's going to be the next James Bond? Who's going to be the next James Bond? And it's always just like it's going to be Henry Cavill or it's going to be Idris Elba. And it's like, no, it's blooming not. They're already big brand names. Now, someone has come to the uh, attention. And I reckon the Broccoli's are sniffing around him like uh, a couple of wolves. I really hope I know him. I reckon you're going to say Paul Tavertay. Who's Paul Tavertay? He's going to be like that. So you might have to get Googling um, in the sense that... Is it Paul Tavertay? No, it's it's Harry Lawty, and he's appeared in Industry, uh, which was a BBC (laughs) and HBO co-finance. Pop him in, and I reckon he could be the next Bond, because he's an unknown commodity, but he's very respected in the industry. No disrespect to Harry Lawty. I've just... uh... Don't know. I, I don't know him. No, I mean, I didn't really know him, but uh, they're all kind of talking about him. The why, other one, why him? I mean, he does look like a... He looks quite slight. I think um, a, a lot of people are saying they want to go younger this time and they want to um, go for a prequel element. The other element is apparently they want to go for a bit more of a charming, likeable aspect broody but charming and likable because they feel that that sort of very gritty element has been covered by Daniel Craig. Why do you think it's going to be Harry Lawty, David? Uh, because that, it, a lot of people are kind of, um, well-known podcasters in LA have revealed it as being like hot gossip at the moment. And I think it, it makes sense in the sense that um, he's well-known within the industry. He's appeared in a well-known TV show, but he's definitely not a brand name. No one knows him. So it's not unrealistic like Henry Cavill or someone like that. I mean, the other one that everyone keeps going on about is um, uh, the, the guy that was in Green Knight. Pretty he's sure really he well-known. This. About five episodes. Oh, we have, we have, but that Harry thing is a new element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like a new addition to that. He looks yeah. very slight, very quite small, short. Thing is, if you look at Daniel Craig during the early press junkets for uh, Bond, he didn't look like anything like James Bond it, whatsoever. If so someone I mean, said to me, "You're going to be the next James Bond," I'd go, "Oh." Really? Yes. Uh, what's the dip? Five movie deal. Oh, for fuck's sake. Absolutely. I mean, do you know what? Linking to what you've just said there, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the well-known wrestler in, in Glass. There's, there's the new Daniel Craig film, Glass Onion, that's coming out. Glass and um, it's called Glass Onion. And... Um, he was also Inspector and yeah, Dan Baptista. 
Dan Baptista appeared with Daniel Craig in Spectre James Bond and has recently also appeared in Glass Onion, which is a, um, a Who Did It Murder mystery. Dan Baptista, not Dane Baptista. It's Dave, it's Dave Baptista. Sorry, not Dan Baptista because he's obviously a well known Dave Baptista. Dave Baptista is He's his name. sure because I uh, can't find him. Yeah, so it's a D-A-V... Well, you know how it's spelled Dave, sorry. Then B-A-U-T-I-S-T-A. What was what it? Well, how do you spell the surname? Uh, B-A-U-T-I-S-T-A. About right. So he was, um, he was a wrestler, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, absolutely. And he said that he's worked with Daniel Craig twice. And he said when he worked with Daniel Craig on uh, Spectre, he's never been around a more moody, uh, irritable person. And when he recently did... Whoa, 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 whoa hang on. Put the handbrake on there. He said what, David? He said that he's never been around a more sort of irritable... What, Daniel um, Craig? Yeah, Daniel Craig. He said when he was playing Bond, he was under so much stress and was not enjoying it at all. And now since then, he's worked with him on Glass Onion, this um, which is a sequel to Knives Out, which is a Who Did It mystery uh, film series that appears on Netflix. It's going to appear on Netflix. And he says that Daniel Craig was a lot more relaxed and he got to meet the real him type of thing. Because, oh I mean, after Spectre, Daniel Craig said no to any more Bonds because he just literally found it too stressful. There's a very good documentary about Daniel Craig uh, that came out that's on Apple Plus that looks at all the stresses of being James Bond. And they said particularly Quantum Solace was a nightmare because it was a writer's strike and uh, they're having massive problems with the script and having to film at the same time. And Daniel Craig was looking at the script saying, my face is all over this. You know, I am the face of this movie and clearly the script isn't, isn't good enough, but we're still filming and we can't employ anyone because all the script writers are on strike. And he said he nearly had a breakdown. He just became... I'm literally reading that, that interview that you're talking about now. Yeah, I think it's from the documentary. I really didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, massively. Because I thought I wouldn't know what to do with it. I was going to get the script, read it and say, thanks... But no, my personal life was being affected by being that famous all of a sudden. Fuck that. Absolute disaster. I, I used to lock myself in and close the curtains. I was in cloud cuckoo land. I was physically and mentally under siege. And also the other thing is they take such preparation that he's hardly made many films other than Bond. He's a respected actor. Do you know what I mean? So he would have gone on to do lots of other interesting things. But Did um, you play Bond? Genuinely, do you think you could do it? No, I don't think Okay, if you were given the script, so I said, David, laugh, joking aside, I've been given the script to the new Bond, which is called uh, Money Aplenty. Money Aplenty? That's quite a name. And they, and they want you to play it, and you'll go, ha, ha, ha. No, David, I know the guy who's involved. It's Rick Pearson and uh, Bobby Broccoli. They really want you... Here are the first four lines from the movie. I hand you the script. How would you play it? Seriously. If they were going to say, right, you're going to get $10 million for this. They want you. How would you play these first four lines? Well, the thing is, you know what the first four lines are even going to be because they all do the same scene. It's an audition. They all do the same audition scene. from. Um, do they? Yeah, from Russia with Love. It's a seduction scene where Bond's got to seduce a woman into getting a piece of technology off her. Um, and then also... Oh, they my do God. It. Okay. There's always Reveal the same The scene. one Bond movie scene all wannabes 007s have to audition with. <gasps> I didn't know this. Yeah, it's the same scene from Russia with Love. They do that, and also they do a hotel fight sequence where Bond comes in after playing casino and someone's hidden in a cupboard or something and they do like an action fight scene so you've got to do a fight scene in a hotel room and you've got to seduce a lady from from russia with love right two I'm, things. I'm gonna put that scene the seducing a lady scene in now you look surprised i thought you were expecting me uh, so you're tatiana romanova my friends call me Tanya. Mine call me James Bond. Well, now that we've been properly introduced. Careful. Guns upset me. I'm sorry. I'm a bit uh, upset myself. 
So I say, I'll play her. You look surprised. I thought you were expecting me. See your Titania Manavava. And you're pointing a gun at me. You look surprised. I thought you were expecting me. So you're Titania Takaba. No, Titania Manavava. Titania Manavava. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine that? The whole crew around you right now. I'm trying to remember a Russian name. What a disaster. They want you. They want you for the part. You look surprised. I thought you were expecting me. So you're Tanya Tapapata. I can't get it. What is it again? Tapapata. Tanya Mamafafa. Tanya Mamafafa. I'd have to ask him to change that just to Tina. No, you know, no, no, no. Smith or something. So here we go. No, do it seriously. Tanya. Tanya. Mamafafa. Mamafafa. Ma- okay. so you walk in. I'm in the. I'm in the bed, double bed. You walk in with the. And it's Tanya, yeah. Tanya, Tanya, Mamafafa. Uh, and I think you're just wearing a, a robe. Yeah, okay, I think you're definitely. Just have a bath. So I'll, I'll forget her name. I'll forget her name. If you, sorry, Tanya Mamafafa. Tanya Mamafafa. Gone. Sorry. You look surprised. I thought you were expecting me. So you're Tanya Mamafafa. Titania. Titania. So you're Titania Mamafafa. Yeah. Well, I can just hear my voice. It just is not bond. Can I have a go? Absolutely. So you're surprised to see me. No, no. You look surprised, I thought. <laughs> so, so, so that's a good go. You look surprised. So what's it again? I thought you... <laughs> go for it, go for it. You look surprised. I thought you were expecting me. You look surprised. I thought you were expecting me. So you're Titania Mamafava. Not bad, not bad at all. Not bad? Oh, as in like, I'd hand you the wall for PPK, there you go. You might want to have these, the keys to an Aston Martin. Imagine the stress of actually having to do that. Oh so God, just the audition. So you're Titania Mamafava. <laughs> There's, there's quite a few auditions. Um, Sam Neill's auditions on there from Jurassic oh, I'm gonna, Park. I'm going to have a look after this podcast. Now, he has a wrestler in the hotel room with a, um, a large chap fresh from Fitness First Gym whilst wearing a tuxedo. Thank you so much for this week's movie news. Not, not a problem. <laughs> not a problem at all. James Bond Dreams. It's no, the Poisonous Chalice. It is a Poisonous That'd Chalice. That'd be a good name for a Bond film, Poisonous Chalice. Yeah. Do you not like Money A Plenty? No, I do like Money A Plenty. Definitely. Money A Plenty works well. Money A Plenty. You can just, I can imagine it, the, um, the intro. Money A Plenty. No, no, I like what you just did. Money A Plenty. Money thinks it's going to solve your problems. It will just rip you apart in the dozens. Money Thank you, David, for this week's money, movie news. Money not news. a problem, not a problem. So, David, I cannot remember. Hello! Ooh, hello, where have you been? The sauna. Oh, in the sauna. Yes. Very how, nice. How, how's things for you, Mandy? Hot but satisfied. Hot but satisfied. Yes. <laughs> I've definitely Lovely to see you. Oh, and by the way, thank yes. you for your... Um... Oh. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for what? Firstly, um, electronics should not go into a sauna for health and safety reasons. Oh, here we and go. secondly, what what did she give you? Just so I know, I, you know, just uh, is that what you're like when you hear that a friend of yours has been given a present? Do you start pointing at them, saying, "Sorry, what did you? What have you been given?" Well, I just want to make sure. Have I missed? Um, Do you fancy her? I thought there was romance, but suddenly she's gone very cold her? on me like a fridge. Do you fancy her? 75% yes, not 100%. I think there's a cold element to her. She's and also, she's a machine. She's just called you a rude man. Rude! Well, she's an ob- obnoxious box. So I take that back. I retract that, Mandy. I retract it. That's to too much. But I would not go and saw her when you've got a motherboard you inside you. You've got electronics like that can frizzle. I'm thinking about you now. It. I'm not thinking about gifts that have been given to each other behind my back. I don't she's want just it. said. 
Go, Go on. on. I don't want to be part of this podcast mm-hmm. if you can if you continue, continue to behave like this. Oh yes. no 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 let's 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 calm down. I mean if, without really? the random generator I'm nothing. So I mean let's be realistic about this. Genuinely, I apologise. That was too much. I apologise. Apolo- there you go. You've got do it you on the table. Me? An apology. So, do you fancy me? Personality. I think you're a bit spiky. I'm getting my head around the metal element. I think there's potential. I think there's definitely a future. I can't see a family and things like that though, unless there's some kind of cloning memory stick involved. I don't. What does understand. this big button do, Mandy? When I press that. Try it. I'd like to answer it. I think that uh, I could have very easily called the end Smokey and the Bandit Gets Sick. <laughs> I took an enormous chance because I, I skate better on thin ice. I can go on directing Gators and Smokies and whatever for the rest of my directing career and be safe and make money, but not, not have that which happened. People hating me and some people really liking my work. Oh wow, Burt Reynolds. Where did he come from? How's he suddenly involved? Burt Reynolds button. He put that there. That's a funny uh, inclusion. Who put that there? She's. It's a Burt Reynolds button. Well, but my fridge and microwave doesn't have a Burt Reynolds button. Yeah, I don't but she's around the movie generator. Very true. Absolutely. In right, to David. Lastly, I can't remember what Mandy, um, which film Mandy landed. Oh yes, I can. Minions. Absolutely. And it was um, a prequels Minions film, and it is called um, get the title right, The Rise of Gru, which is basically the Steve Carell character from The Despicable Me, and it's an origins tale set in the 1970s of how he becomes a villain. So this is the fifth film now in the series, and it's very much Gru as a youngster, and it's about him. Um, Did you like it? I found it very, uh, very problematic. Very problematic indeed. Very real hard. It's the thing is, whilst I was watching it though, I was thinking to myself, what on earth is this? It was like watching a TV show in a hotel on the holiday in a foreign country. Do you know like the far show Peter Paul Whitehouse would do that um what's it called? A massacre. He'd pretend he was like a Spanish presenter. Scotchio. It was like that, the minions. Absolutely. I, I just, it's not a language I understand at all. But then again, it's number five in the series. The last one grossed over a billion dollars. So I am very much in the minority. Everyone's having a good time except Mr. Edwards. So you've got to put your hand up and say, sorry guys, but I'm going to have to leave this party early. It's just not for me. I don't want to be a party pooper, but I don't get, I haven't got the millions flu. I'm not so, part of the, the cult, so, the virus. So what's it about? It's basically about Gru, Steve Carell's character. Um, so he's still despicable what me, bizarrely. I don't even know. What are they? Are they from another film? They are from Despicable Me, and they are basically Gru's kind of stormtroopers. Oh, but they're just like idiot slapstick clowns. They're his kind of like, um, his creation. These kind of like... Uh, uh, vasimile photocopies of each other who go out and do his deeds type of thing and uh, Gru as a youngster has got these aspirations to be a big criminal and there's a, uh, a gang called the um, I've got it written down so I don't forget uh, what are they called the Vicious Six and um, and basically he the Vicious Six are looking for an extra gang member and Gru turns up for the interview and they push him aside because he's just a child and then grew to show off um, steals an object that they want to you know to to, to basically get them on his side and realize he's not just a kid he's got um, you know villain aspirations type of thing and but that obviously then turns um, the vicious six against him I mean as I'm talking about it now the plot is absolutely paper thin it relies a lot on slapstick comedy it's very CBBC it's almost like a crap version. Excuse my French. That's not a very articulate way of looking at it. It's, it's yeah, a cool. version. Part of shit. It's a poor version of of Shaun the Sheep. I would say the Millions of the Sheep, but it hasn't got the uh, the gleam or charm of Arban. Well, and let's let's have a little listen to a bit of what is it? Minions. Uh, Minions: The Rise of Gru. Start with the pool. This place has got to be spick and span. 
What are you doing? You look like the overcooked turkey my mom makes on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to mention. The pool is filled with my pet crocodiles. Ah! Ah! Yeah! Well, well, doesn't scare me. Be careful. I can't have you lose an arm because I need you to change some light bulbs after this. Here. Let me show you how it's done. Betsy, knock it off. Oh, no. Herman, no, no, stop that. Wow. Help. Oh, no. Didn't that. I got you. I got you. I don't got you. Oh. Take my hand! I gotcha! Okay. And it very much relies on slapstick and also lots of lazy comedy montages. And I always think to myself, Comedy montages, that's what you expect on a, on a Saturday morning TV show. I, I, the fact, you really don't like this movie, do you? It, it's got to be I said... I thought you were going to love it because it's so popular. I, I know. Steve Carell's in it. I thought you'd be all over it. It's, it's uh, Believe me, it has not got the plot or narrative scope of a Pixar film. It's com- visually very impressive. But is you it know, making you, it's not making you laugh either. No, I, the, the plot was the too basic. Who behind it? It's Illumination, and they made Sing, and I rather liked Sing, which is the um, Garth Jenning film about um, talent shows. So they have made some good stuff, and they're making a new Mario Brother film, um, Illumination. Brother, Mario Bros, Mario right. Bro. And um, well, the writer of Minions is a guy called Matthew Fogel, and you are laying into him big time, mate. I know, I know. I mean, Matthew Fogel, I imagine, is merely writing it to pay the mortgage i mean the other thing that that, that i don't think is that great is it's got like three directors if you look at the directors there's three of them matthew fogel wrote on lego movie 2 oh you can't knock it then i mean and you know big LEGO. mama's like father like son i would perfectly i would personally say it's nowhere near up to the same ilk as um as the lego movies whatsoever but then again it grossed over a billion a lot of that helped because um it went viral on tiktok people were doing minion memes on tiktok and to mirror those tiktok uh, videos tuxedos were involved in some way so people started wearing tuxedos to the minion showings and um i don't think that's the only reason it grossed over a billion but um i guess minions that that form of humor works perfectly as internet-based memes doesn't that and uh, that helped promote it I mean, you know, Minions has got that YouTube short attention span style humour. I'm not knocking it, you know, YouTube humour. I do enjoy that type of thing. But I find also the Minions very, um, it's very repetitive, the humour. And also there's loads of subplots going on, which kind of link together. You had Gru and Knuckles, like a, um, an older villain bonding. Then you had the Minions learning Kung Fu. And you had another minion going on like a, um, a treasure hunt. It was just... Um, Pixar is designed for the family. Minions... I th- the other thing you've got to appreciate is that a lot of people have grown up with minions now. Despicable Me came out a long time ago. So I think that older audience of like people in their early 20s, mid-20s, they've kind of grown up with it. So it's David, got a nostalgia I factor. I really liked it. I, I was thinking that as I was watching it. Why is that? Because Why maybe, are you so different from... I'm sort of a humourless, you know, um, empty uh, a container of a man type of thing. I don't know. I was thinking that. I was trying to push out a few ha-haws. But were you trying to work thoughts. out why he liked it? Yeah, I was. I was so disconnected from the plot, I was trying to psychoanalyse myself and work out why I couldn't find it amusing. Oh. I mean, have you watched any of the Miniums? Perhaps give it a look and I see if it... I, I, 
No, I don't think I could sit down and watch it. There's something about the look of those characters and just... Do they go... Oh, they do completely. Lots of lazy 70s uh, jokes. Like One's wearing an afro. There's disco references. 70s movie references. It's like, oh, for goodness sake. But it grossed over a billion. It's the fifth in the series. Um, what can you do? What can you say, for crying out loud? Hello, David. Is it like that? Yes, it is. You know, like that. Is it really like that? Oh, it's totally nothing like that. They don't speak. Because originally... What, they don't talk? You can, what? What do you mean they don't talk? They, they speak. He's literally in that kind of funny... Um, Would you like to go to the shop? Is it like that? Oh, yeah, it's, it's like that, but in very basic kind of syllables. So you can kind of shop. make out... You shop. can sort of work out what they're is saying, like but that? like R2-D2. Shop. Is it like that, David? It depends which of the characters it is. <laughs> I think a lot of that I couldn't understand it. I think maybe you could work the words out within the um, gargling, but it, it's very, um, they're like large kinder eggs, and it's like they've been in a car accident and they can't speak. They're, they're, they've, they're having cognitive processing issues in their heads. It feel, Do you know what this f- film reminds me of? You know those sweet refreshers? Yes. That they're a bit like washing machine tablets. Yeah, absolutely. They go all soapy. And they're not very tasty. Oh, it's exactly it like that. It feels like I'll be eating a packet of refreshers. Absolutely, and you're forced to eat them to the very, very end. Quite and a... Yeah, Mark Kermo's sat next to me, absolutely loving his refresher. There's nothing worse when you... Which, is, which happens, because some people love oh, refreshers. Oh, gotcha! I saw Black like, Why are you eating fucking refreshers? And they're Every saying, man why are you staring at me? I know, why are you getting angry? It's not your yeah. mouth, it's not your taste buds kissing refreshers, for crying out loud. But it's like I watched Black Panther 2 last night and it left me completely cold. And the cinema was a clapping afterwards. They were loving it. When's the third one coming out? Well, they were shouting that. When's um, the third one coming out? No, I'm lying there. No one shouted right. that. But they started clapping. They put both hands together and they slapped them. And, well, that's what clapping is. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> like we've just seen Andrew Lloyd Webber. Well, David, Minions, The Rise of Gru? Yes, wasn't for me, but obviously... How it was for many shock ices out of five are you going to give it? I'll give it one shock ice for the animation. That's just one man's point of view. How many sittings did it take to get through it? It could have been five. It could have been five. It could literally have been five to get through it. So you were watching it in 15 minutes. Yeah, you know, so I'd say 20 minutes. So one, two, three. Yeah, it would have been like five, basically. I was watching it 20 minutes. You're a 20 minute chunk, man. It depends. If I'm uh, seduced by the magic of cinema, I'm a two-hour, you know, I'm marathon man. Do you know what I mean? But if it, but if it's you not, haven't given many. I think that and Home are the only films you've given one star, one shock ice. God. And the other thing is, when I was watching it, I, I, I was like, yeah, I have seen Despicable Me too, and it all just came back to me. And I saw Despicable Me too in the cinema, and I was like, what on earth is this? And I like Steve Carell. Don't get me wrong; I've got a lot of time for him, massively. Well, David, I hope this week Mandy comes up. <laughs> you laughing, Mandy? Oh no, no. Why were you laughing? Um, She's spiky character. Laughing. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, <laughs> because... Hmm. She is a spiky character, massively. Massively so. Sorry, I the reason I leant out over there is because my, um, my, my plug was getting hot. And uh, it reminded me of Mandy's hotness. So I had a bit of a DIY situation there. I apologise. It wasn't I wasn't focusing on Mandy's hatred towards me. It was a case she, doesn't hate, she doesn't hate you. No. Why is she laughing? I had a hideous an hour and a half or 20 minutes. What was the duration of this? Let's get it clear. So I usually have the duration written down. That's annoying. But I, uh, it felt like two hours. It's quite every. It was like going to the gym because I'd be thinking to myself, oh, I have another hot chocolate. And I think, well, Dave, you've only done eight minutes. I'll wear those on some, tomorrow, actually, Mandy. Yeah. Sorry, David, what were you saying? 
No, no, no. What are you going to wear and where are you going tomorrow? Just the socks that Mandy bought me and I'm going walking. What, with her? Yes. No. No. What what type of socks are they? They're just Uh, woolen socks. They're nice, thick woolen socks. Regular woolen socks. You don't buy a man's socks without having some hidden agenda. Please. You never buy a man a pair of socks without some kind of hidden agenda. Oh, you're so predictable. Well, I'm just just clarifying it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like a mother can buy them for you because you haven't oh, got your own money to use, in, and it means breaking into your pocket money, which she is unfair. Turn it in, bright eyes. Goodness me, she's got some sass for a glowing orange mechanical box. She's got some sass. Thank you, David, for this week's movie. God, review. you annoyed me. Should be going around buying socks. All right, come on, you two. Man buys his own socks. Inappropriate. Didn't buy me any socks. I can tell you that now. I've still got hold of them. I could do with some socks if anyone could. Piss off, bright eyes. David Edwards. So, David, um, have you got any movie tips this week? This is a movie tip I think you will like. Okay, get ready for this one. Because um, <clears throat> it is one of your passions and it's becoming you, one of mine. Get, 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 bringing these tips to keep me happy. Don't keep me happy. Oh, no, 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 no. I no. got so into this, I read the screenplay afterwards. Oh, wow. I wanted okay. to actually sort of look. I mean, you know... I always say this, don't I? I always, once I get you hyped up, I get a bit self-conscious, and it's just like, oh, you know, it's not going to change. Well, it might change your life. I think, I think there is an element that you, um, well, you know, there's always that hope of the film, isn't it? You'll have a religious experience. That's why I, how I go to the films. Um, now, this one is called Encounter. It got a very small theatre release, and then it was shown on Amazon. Um, and it's basically it stars Riz Ahmed. Ahmed and huh? um, huh? Riz Ahmed. Is that is that the correct pronunciation of his name? I don't know. I've not seen it. Uh, it's called Encounter. <laughs> no, God, I've got it here. Yeah. Encounter. Okay. Oh, he did. He just won a Biffa, didn't he? He certainly did. I mean, he's he's won a lot of awards. No, he's oh, very is much he really, is he good. They're, oh, oh, incredibly good! Yes, he's. Have you seen Nightcrawler yet? No. Oh, David, you'd really like it. Nightcrawler. It's it's really really good. He's he's great in that. Basically, it's about um. Right. Can I ep- say something, David? I yes. To jump go for in, it. But I've seen something and it's it's frightened me. IMDb is shocking. In what sense? Five point nine. Is that what it's given it? Yeah. Oh gosh, I think it might be because the ending perhaps didn't satisfy everyone. Okay. Because it's very much one of those films where you don't quite know where it's going, and I think perhaps some people hope for a different. It's a genre. You, you never. It's a genre skipper in the sense that, come like the second act, you're not quite sure. Are you watching a science fiction film? Is right. it a dysfunctional family drama? Right. What is okay. it? And basically, it's about a. I'm not, I'm not going to give any spoilers. Just at the opening. Um, he, Riz, uh, Riz Hamid basically plays this um, ex-marine, and um, are you nervous when you say his name? Very nervous, absolutely nervous. Um, Let's do it one more time. I think I've got judgmental vultures hanging around me. Riz Hamid, Riz Hamid. Yeah, there we go. Not a problem. Um, God, I can imagine if I had to announce his name during the Oscars or something. Okay, That'd here we go. <clears throat> and the go on. And the winner for best um, actor is Riz Ahmed. Ahmed. Let's say again. Just making sure you can hear me at the back. That's all. <laughs> he's big night. I don't want to ruin it. Gosh, God. And he's basically he's an ex-marine, and he is paranoid that aliens are taking over the planet via um, miniature insects. Whoa, so, whoa, whoa! Hang on a minute. He's paranoid. 
the aliens are taking over the planet via miniature insects. Absolutely. Wow. He's not even paranoid. He, he's, he's certain of it. He's very, very certain of it. And what he decides to do then is go to his children that he no longer lives with because he's divorced from his wife. And these two young kids, one's like 10, one's 13, live with their, their mother and their new stepfather. And one night, um, he uh, basically in a way, I guess, abducts his kids and takes them on a road journey because he can foresee an apocalypse taking place. But then during the road journey, we don't know, is the dad just having a mental breakdown or are these insects genuinely um, taking over the world type of thing? And then you've got that constant question mark. tell us. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. That's all I'm going to tell you. And it becomes a road movie and a chase movie because the FBI and the police like are this? after him. Do you think I'm going to like this, David? It depends where you want it to go. It's a hard one because um, it makes lots of genre zigzags. It doesn't completely um, uh, embrace one direction type of thing. What do your know-it-all film dudes think? What would they say? Oh, that they they like to they like the um, the writer. How do they say it? Yes, it was very impressive. Lots Are of they uh, more like that. Yes, lots of um, unexpected twists in the cinematic roads. Lots of um, forks appeared, and um, it took a left turn, unexpected for the mainstream palette. Do they but like? I, <laughs> do they like unexpected twists? Oh yes, absolutely ways. unexpected twists that that subvert the expectation of the populace. Uh. <laughs> going in, in new imaginative directions God, not just a... big bang theory facsimile conveyor belt rubbish oh god instead thinking outside one's box pitched yeah, yes yeah like that they go more like that if they're um, scorning though uh, oh, why do you like that that's not very uh, good is it uh, they're horrible aren't that they? came out two decades ago and it's called this and this you're just watching another version of this thinking it's clever and new but it's not uh, what, if, what if I said well I'm not sure I like the, the movie encounter what would they say to that how can you not look you don't like it because you don't understand it <laughs> if you sat down and understood it you'd like it you'd appreciate it not all things have to be liked some things can be appreciated and enjoyed from afar a cake is something you like caviar is something you appreciate leave Goodness, I've never been asked to leave. I've never been what? asked to leave. Leave, leave the room. You know what? I feel like I'm being told to leave. Like a, um, like a big, like a long twenty-five foot dinner table, and I feel like they're all sat around it. There's like thirty of them. They're oh yes. Like, well, they're, they're, they're like all bony. They've got long chins and they've got thinning grey hair, and they've told me to leave this kind of palatial dining room leave leave at once and they're, they're using big silver cutlery but they're eating very sugary chocolate mousse because really they're just children oh really but they've got these edwardian kind of cutlery they're eating from and lots of intruding large middle-aged men um uh, bellies but they, they always have that. watching amazon films amazon films this should have got a theatrical release but the mainstream are too Pass occupied me by... the moose. Oh, this yeah, absolutely. Like... Pass me the ladle. I want more moose. Someone put hundreds of thousands sprinkles on my moose. Now. Crunch, 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 crunch. Why are you still here, Edwards? Basically, it's kind of like um, the Spexies. In the... We're talking about the Spexies uh, in Dark Crystal. I like that. Meow. I can imagine that they could turn into sort of flying, not bats, but something similar. Oh, definitely. They'd start flying around the room excitedly if Martin Scorsese's mentioned, or there's an Oscar nomination or something. Almost like those kind of ghouls at the end of Raise the Lost Art. They can turn into that. Oh, def, absolutely. Anyways. <laughs> it's quite it's a bizarre image, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's Do kind you of, recommend um, the film Encounter? And is it on Amazon Free? It's, it's on Amazon um, Amazon Free. And it's or very... Amazon, whatever it is. Oh, it's Amazon free. Prime. Prime, yeah. Amazon Prime. It, it's quite sad in a way because Joe Barton wrote it. And Joe Barton's a well-known... Um, 
He does a lot of TV and script writing. Is he a well-known footballer as well? Or? Joey Barton, yeah. And, but well, this guy's called Joe Barton, and he'd, he'd, he'd spent a long time on the script. And um, he said in an interview that um, when it was finally um, purchased, it was... Um, it was, I'm going to say, Despicable Me. That's back to Gru. Um, not Despicable Me. Um, uh, oh, this is terrible, Dave. You'll probably have to edit this out. What? Um, who's the chap who... who I literally have some kind of... Talking about brain parasites or something. Uh, Scroobius Pip. There you go. He was on yeah. Scroobius Pip's podcast, talking about Encounter. And um, he was saying that it wasn't a very enjoyable experience because they kind of took the script off him and never got back in contact with him and just sort of rewrote bits of it and just made it. The bloody film industry. And he was saying, in the film industry, the writer has absolutely no voice, but in the TV industry, the writer is God type of thing. But in, in the film industry, you literally just, they'll take the script and just won't, you know, even say uh, thanks for it or even get invited to the premiere. Yeah, yeah. I felt quite sad in a way because I read the script and I thought, oh, you know, someone's put a lot of time and effort into this, blood and guts, because the conversations between the father and the kids are very well delivered. Um, you know, it does feel as though it's in a very real place. And it was quite sad afterwards that the scriptwriter didn't have an enjoyable experience from it. Mm. Oh, well. Absolutely. You've, Sorry, these I'm things make us better. He's got an... He's um, he's got an interesting show on Sky called the um, Lazarus Project. Absolutely, yeah. That's really interesting about time travel. That's a really interesting concept. Okay. Well, thank you, David. I might just have a little nose at that. See. Uh... Yeah, see what you think, type of thing. But it's definitely got that chase movie element, that road Love movie that. chase aspect. Is it definitely. thrilling? Does it make you go, oh my God, what's going to happen here? Oh yeah, because you don't know um, if it is going to go into the sci-fi dimension or if it is going to be a dysfunctional family drama. You're never quite sure which direction it's going like to go, that. ultimately. I quite like that. Thank you very that much, David. Not a problem. Thank you. Sorry, taking a sip of Ryan Beer. No, no, I was just saying thank you. No, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Sorry. Just spilled over Ryan Beer down my joggers, which isn't good. Not what the uh, the listeners want to hear. David Edwards, So, David, my favourite part of the week, it really is. Mandy, listen, listen to her roar into, into action. Yeah, I don't know if she's roaring because she wants me to fail, though. I don't I don't 100% feel as that's like, like, you know, roaring for Rocky to win the title or to slip up. Well, maybe that's between you and her. I don't care. She doesn't, she doesn't answer any my text messages anymore, though. There's no interaction unless you're in the room. Do you text her? Oh, absolutely. I do send the text like, probably um, once every two or three days talking about the weather as an icebreaker. All okay. you can do is try, for crying out loud. Well, the There's thing a- is, she wanted to go out on dates with you. I drove her over to your garage. Oh, no, well, I drove her over to you, I think. Oh, no, you drove over to her I garage. I drove to her garage. Kent. I got a bus to her right. garage in Kent. You went out Coach. there. You didn't actually enjoy the meal with her. You then started leaving sandwiches on her. And now you're all, oh, I want you back. You're a t- yeah, it's typical people like you. It's, it's, it's push and pull all the time. Well, I was going for a period of, um, of pulling, and suddenly she's, she, lost no in- she lost all interest in me and suddenly started buying you socks. No, I think you were pushing, and then as soon as she showed interest in me, you are suddenly pulling. Well, quite, I'm quite confused, as simple as that. I would like to actually uh, ask Mandy to print out a data sheet of our interactions, an algorithm, so we can actually sit down like three adults with some biro pens right, and actually look at... You just said, all right, I will. Thank you. We can look at the pushing and pulling and actually turn it into pie charts and graphs. And right, when it happens. So, yeah, can we... And when the socks were purchased. So, um... Let's choose the movie randomly that you're going to review for next week. Wonderful. So if you don't know this podcast, uh, Mandy, our random movie generator, will come up with three movies 
we jumble them up, jumble them up. David has to choose one of them blindfoldedly, and that's the movie he has to review for next week. So this is where we choose the first of the three movies. Please choose the genre. Press the button. Documentary. Okay. And the decade. Press the button. 1960s. Oh my God! What's Mandy, that? The Beatles. Like to generate. So Mandy's generated. No movies. We start again. No movies. No documentaries up. in the 60s. I thought well, there'd be some fly on the wall documentaries because they not started, superhuman. They started doing handheld camera work then, didn't they? With like mini 16 millimeter. They had the Bob, Bob Dylan a films. Genre. the button fantasy Ooh. like that now please choose a decade press the button 1960s oh my god and generate mandy has generated four movies please tell mandy spin the movies mandy and now please tell her when to stop Stop. The love bug. What the f? What is that? <laughs> Goodness me, love bug. Is that, is that a car? What the fuck is that? <laughs> the love bug. What is that? Is that like a car or something? Yeah, yeah that... I'm sure it is. Isn't it? Um, like a Herbie. Like, yeah, Herbie. Yeah, it's exactly Gosh. what it is. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I'm going to find that one, actually. I'm trying to think. You'll um... find it. I'll buy it for you. That's oh, very kind of you. Very kind of you. <laughs> love bug. Okay, so next random movie. Please choose a, a genre. Press the button. Documentary. Okay. Please choose a decade. Press the button. 1950s. Oh my lords. Nothing. Mandy hasn't come up with any movie. We start again. You got away there. You got away with that, David. I was going to say. Please choose a genre. Hang on. Press the button. Romance. Okay. I can work with that. Please choose a decade. Press the button. 1960s. Oh, for God. Why do I keep going back there? Mandy has created four movies. Please spin the movies, Mandy, and David, tell Mandy when to stop. Stop. The Sound of Music. Oh my goodness. Do you know, I don't know if I've watched that or No, not. I don't think I have. I've seen it so many times in documentaries and referred to it. Do you know, you know movies like that that I haven't seen that are classics sort of excite me. Oh yes, I'd be interested to sit down and watch that. I'd happily yeah. Um, yeah. sit and watch The Sound of Music and actually see okay. what it's all about. Third movie, David. Please choose the genre. Press the button. Adventure. Oh, no, that's my area. That's my um, ballpark. Yeah, isn't it? Please choose the decade. Press the button. 2000s. Oh, now we're, now we're cooking on gas. And Mandy, would you please generate? Mandy has generated four movies, random movies. Mandy, will you spin the movies? And David, tell me when, tell Mandy when to stop. Stop. The House of the Flying Daggers. Yeah, that's that's a Tarantino produced. Uh, yeah, it's, it's produced by. Well, he put his name to it. I haven't seen it, no, but he put his name to it, and it was after um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It was almost going along that hype train type of thing. It's like um Oriental Asian um, martial art action film. In ninth ninth century China, a corrupt government wages war against a rebel army called the Flying Daggers. Okay. So, Mandy, we've got The Love Bug, we've got The Sound of Music, and we've got House of the Flying Daggers. <laughs> uh, um, Mandy's uh, given each one of those movies a letter. Eight 
B or C. She's mixed them all around. Please, David. What are you going to go for uh, this week? Is it going to be A, B or C? I'm nervous for you. A. The sound of music. There we go. Thank God. House of Flying Daggers. I'd be interested in that. That does interest me. Love Bug just sounds like a... No pun intended, but the word is car crash comes to mind, do you know what I mean? There is absolutely no way you're sitting through the sound of music without getting up ten times. It'll be interesting. I mean, I've I've never watched it the whole way through. I think looking back on it, I've watched it as a kid when it's been on telly at Christmas. Like bits of it, but it's very, it's like a kaleidoscope of images and scenes in my head. Does it feel like homework? Does it feel like a film that you should have seen? It feels like a film that I should have sat down and properly consumed and watched. Yes, definitely. Does it feel like homework? No, Love Bug would have been. Really? Oh, big time. I think, oh, I could be wrong. I don't know. I think my reaction to Love Bug was very prejudiced in the sense of, what's that? Love Bug? I suddenly created the poster in my head. What would the people in the, um, the dining room think of Love Bug? Um... Yes, it would be a case of kind of, um, they might enjoy it from, um, um, we find it amusing from an ironic perspective. It's an, in- as from a filmic archaeological point of view, it's interesting to dig through and see how tastes have changed. But uh, modern expectations have come a lot more complex. Right, right. <laughs> I'd love to meet these guys and girls. Are they all men? Are they men and women? Are they all men? They're all med in there. All men in there. They're all med, which is like a sort of uh, blur gender. But I don't want to go with that. Med music, David. Do you know how long it is? Um, is it in my ninety minutes? How long do you reckon it is? Two hours. Three hours. What? <laughs> are you joking? <laughs> three hours. No. It can't be three hours. It's two hours fifty-four. Well, there we go. Well, that's me. How so I the get fuck going. are you going to chew through that? Dear God, well, I guess after a while you can't chew. You're just suffocated by it, aren't you? You're just a corpse. Is it going to be a film you're going to come across one day and go, I'm not watching this, and you just turn it off? Well, if it does, I will announce it. It hasn't do happened critics, yet. Do critics do that? Do they walk out? Or? It does make you wonder if a critic has ever, never properly watched the whole film. It, that must happen a lot. And they just give it a review. They perhaps look at what other people have given it. That must have happened. David, I can't... Oh, I'm not around next Saturday. What? No. So we can't do this for two... Oh, dear. Well, unless... Yeah, I can't do it. What, what are you doing instead? What are you up to? Anything exciting? I'm doing Soccer AM. Really? <laughs> yeah. What, the TV show? Yeah. Wow! Why didn't you mention that to me? It's not in my, it's not in my brain. Is it to promote Charles and uh, Brian, or is it you no, and Joe? No, it's to do- promote the World Cup. Anyway, I'm not around. If we can do it before, we'll try and do it before. Maybe we can do it on the Sunday. Maybe. I might be able to do it on the Sunday. Well, let's see. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. No Anyway. But that's exciting. Soccer I am. I'll be watching that. What's that on Sky? Sky One. Wow, who are you coming on, going on with? Just me and Joe. Anyway, what if... <laughs> oh, it's exciting though, isn't it? Soccer it's AM. A, yeah, no, it's very kind of them to have us on. I'm just... Anyway, thank you oh, so much. I love that. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, David, for the <laughs> this week's run. And I can't no. wait to hear your review of the sound, sound of music. I, I, oh, I'm looking forward to that. I'll get the I feel to sort of sorry for you. I don't think the movies ever fall your way. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're always reviewing these... The thing is, films are strange in the sense that um, sometimes you think it's going to be your type of film and then it's, it's not at all. And then a lot of the time when you have low expectations, that's the best way to go into a yeah. film. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It really is. Um, I mean, Minions definitely wasn't for me. I mean, that injustice that we watched, that I watched last week with Superman. Watch that. The first act of that wasn't bad, you know. Oh, okay. And okay. I'd say in some ways it was better than Black Panther Two. But then again, people loved Black Panther Two. They were they were clapping, like you know, it was. Um, 
I don't know, like Jesus Christ had returned or something. You know what I mean? Okay. It was just like... Well, thank you, David, for this week. And I really hope you enjoy The Sound of Music. Um, in the meantime, we, we're going to uh, answer some questions on Patreon. Absolutely. So, let's, let's answer let's, away. Thank you so much. Uh, to no, thank you. Listeners, and we'll see you next week. Take care, people. Thanks for your time. Hugely appreciated. So I'm sipping on some Ibina then. Badly timed. Sorry. Please like and subscribe. Please send nice comments on iTunes. Oh, yeah, please. It keeps please. me going. It's like Prozac. Free yeah. Prozac over the internet. Really. On a Monday morning, it really keeps me going. If you could do that, that'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah, thanks for listening. Massively so. Au revoir. I'm going to get some lunch. Is it really that late? Well, it's getting there. But it's coming up to it, isn't it? No. God, madness. See you later. (laughs) Au revoir. Take care of yourself. Good stuff. Take care. Bye. See you later.